KYW Original Podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Greg. Just before we get started, I wanted to remind you that this Saturday at Tattooed Mom on South Street from 1.30 to 2.30, the Philly Soccer Show will be live, doing a live podcast for you, our listeners. It's going to be a lot of fun, great guests, giveaways, audience participation, all that stuff. So please uh, come check us out once again this Saturday, 1.30 to 2.30, Tattooed Mom on South Street, live Philly Soccer Show. This is the Philly Soccer Show. I'm KYW News Radio's Greg Willandine, the Philly Soccer Page writer, Mike Cervetio. Our guest is the newest member of the union, forward Andrew Vooten. We also talk about the Women's World Cup. So you made your uh, debut on the field uh, last week with the union. Uh, didn't quite go as planned. You had the goal that was taken off, taken off by VAR, but... Can you talk about how it felt to get on get onto the pitch with the with the team for the first time? Yeah, it was a great experience. Um, unfortunately, we didn't play a good game, but um, we're going to make up on Saturday for that uh, performance. Obviously, it was a tough result last week. Uh, has there been a, a response in training this week? Is everybody uh, excited to go this Saturday? Yes, um, everyone. Everybody want to do better and. Um, we are practicing really hard right now, and everybody knows um, that that wasn't our real performance. So um, everybody want to do better now on Saturday. So what's the experience been like so far with the union, kind of getting to know the, the other players, training, you know, getting to know the coaching staff? How's, how's it gone so far? Um, I think it's gone pretty well. Um, everybody made it super easy for me to fit in. Um, I ha- having a lot of fun right now. Everybody is um, helping me out, so um, I'm just enjoying my time right now. And hopefully, we're gonna get this win on Saturday. You you had a very successful season last year in Germany. Uh, you scored, I believe, 17 goals. What did you find was the the key to your success last year that you can bring to the the team this year to to score goals when you, when you suit up for the Union? Um, I think last year I was just healthy and was able to be ready on game time. That that was the main um, reason, I think. Uh, I know I can score goals. Uh, unfortunately, I was um, hurt a long time, but now I don't have any problems and I'm ready to go and hopefully I can um, put the um, performance on like this when I was in Germany. So... The union play kind of a you know a four four two system mostly uh, with you know it's a two striker setup. Is that a system uh, you're, you're used to? Do you feel like you could you could work within that system? Yes, of course. Um, in Germany, I played that from my formation also, so it's nothing new to me. It's obviously a, a big stable of strikers right now with Sergio Santos, Casper Shabalko, yourself, Fafa Paco. Have you been developing your chemistry with these guys as as you've been here for a couple of weeks? Yes, it uh, feels like we know each other for a long time. Um, everybody just want to do um, best for what's for good for the other players. So um, we're pushing us each other in practice. So it's it's really been fun right now. 
So there's a couple other players on the team. Uh, you know, we talked talked about Casper, but also Marco Fabian and Kai Wagner, uh, who played in Germany or you know have roots in Germany. Um, have you guys kind of been talking a lot about that kind of about experiences, and that, have you linked up with those guys a lot? Yes, uh, every day. Um, it's been a lot of fun, um, but we know that on Saturday. Like we said the whole week, um, we got to put on a better face. And we know we can do better, and I think we will do better on Saturday. Um, w- one of our favorite questions to ask uh, new new players when they come here, um, who are some of the players that you idolized when you were growing up and players that you aspired to be like? Um, uh, I like Ronaldinho pretty much. Um. Yeah, he he played really flashy, and he had it all. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say this my idol. Are we going to see some Ronaldinho moves from you? <laughs> I we, uh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> so going uh, going into this game on Saturday, it's going to be your first home game with the Union. I you know I know you've been with the team for a little bit, training and all, and gotten to kind of sit from the stands to watch a game. Uh, what do you think of the of the park so far and the experience with the fans? Uh, it's been pretty amazing. Um, the fans are awesome. The stadium is really good, and I hope a lot of people are going to come out on Saturday and we can celebrate after the game. Well, that sounds great. Uh, Andrew, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining us tonight. I uh, hope to have you on again, and uh, good luck against uh, against Chicago. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. And that is the uh, newest member of your Philadelphia Union, uh, Mr. Andrew Vooten. Vooten. Yeah, very important. Vooten. Yes. Um, coming to us from uh, two Bundesliga. It's yeah. a proper way to say it, right? Yeah, I Bundesliga believe so. Two or, yeah. Um, where, you know, like you said, he had a lot of success last year. Yeah. Banged in the 17 goals. Um, kind of seemed like he wanted to come to MLS. He wanted to be an MLS player. He wanted to get into into America, I th- I think he you know he's had a few looks with the national team, mm-hmm. um, and I think he kind of maybe wants to get into you know at least look back on the radar with that. And a guy like Greg Porthalter, who's you know probably a little more than his predecessors, keep an eye on MLS for players coming kind of fresh from the league. M- you know, maybe keeping an eye on him. Yeah, I, I think that that is one of the clear reasons why why he came back here. Um, and I, I think uh, it's it's good to hear him say that he's healthy too, which mm-hmm. was always a, a problem for him the last couple of seasons. You know, he was able to get through an entire season last year, um, and you know he he pointed to that when we just talked to him as one of the reasons that it was able he was yeah. able to score. I think he seems like he's always thought he's had the ability to to bang right. in goals, but it just didn't didn't have the time on the, the field to do it. So ho- here's hoping that it's it's going to be continued health for the rest of the season here. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, it was it was the right call, I think, to take his goal off. It looked like the ball was out of bounds. It was very close. I mean, we could get into we could get kind of down the far rabbit hole in a moment, but uh, it was tough to see. But man, he stepped on the field and made something happen, huh? Yeah, I mean, not to take anything away from him, I think the finish is terrific. Yeah. You know, I think he he strikes it well. It's a it's a ball bouncing back out to him, and mm-hmm. he, he drives it into the ground, and and he you know he beats Nick Romando high, which is probably the best best way to shoot on Nick Romando. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, if you want to get into the the VAR situation, yeah, I I, I agree. I think the ball's probably out of bounds. Mm-hmm. 
Is it clear on the replay? Not to me. No. Uh, uh, so I, I mean, it's tough, <laughs> and it was a tough game all around. I mean, uh, that that it was. Oh, man, uh, I had to do the player ratings for Philly soccer page, and I wasn't able to watch it live. So there's nothing quite like uh, going into a game where you know the team loses four nil, watching it the next day. Yeah, <laughs> um, watching it live wasn't much better. <laughs> It was a lot worse, actually. Um, and, you know, it, it's interesting to me. You know, I was reading comments on Philly Soccer Page and, and on Twitter about the match, and I, I think a lot of people are looking at this as hopefully what will be an outlier in what's been a decent season so far. I mean, you go into the, the match, it's, a, it's always a tough place to go play. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of altitude. Um, you're missing Jamiro Montero. Kai Wagner is a late scratch. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know... I think Jamiro has been probably the player of the season so uh, far, absolutely. and at I mean, least the fulcrum in the in the middle of the yeah. field. So you you knew it was going to be a tough match, but I think even by that standard, they they were under underperforming. They underperformed, disjointed. Some, I mean, some terrible defensive mistakes, really bad defensive. And where where's Matt Real on on the? You know, I think he, he, he played uh, for Steel on Wednesday yeah. last week, and that that to me is the, the only th- reason that I saw that they went with Fabinho on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, because you you saw it against Orlando two weeks ago. He gets on the field for just a few minutes at the end of the game, and he creates something. Right. Um, I think that might be the end of where we see with Fabinho on the field. I think that was one of his poor matches. His, I, I and, think, he, and he certainly looked like a player that's not suited up much. Right. I, I think at this point you saw all the things that he did that always frustrated you, but a lot of those times he had like kind of the athletic ability to make up for it. I think it, that's pretty much eroded. Yeah. And, and like his his all or nothing stabs up high up the field going for the ball were always problematic, but a lot of times he had at least some recovery speed or some ability to get back and kind of patch things up. I mean, that that's not there anymore, and he was just creating holes all the time. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, it was a disappointing effort. You know, you look at that first goal, and I think it's it's a mix-up between him and Austin yeah. where Fabinho tries to, to pass off Saverino. Uh, Austin and Trusty just does not hear him, does not mm-hmm. read the run, and uh, it, it seemed like it got worse from there. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I think... It seems like Kai Wagner is going to be back for the, the weekend, yeah, which I think so. is a huge thing because I think he's been one of the best left backs in the league so no, far. For sure, I mean, there's um, no, you know, no I think he, he brings that. so much defensively and and as well as going forward. For sure, and, and I think I made that comment on Twitter. They were talking about Mon, uh, you know Montero. I was like, you know, him and, and Wagner at this point are pretty much indispensable. Yeah, I mean, they they are two of your best players, and you see just how glaring. It is when they're not there, it, it, and it's well, Wagner too because he he's so he's really good defensively. But he's so he's he's so much part of the buildup. Yeah, I, he's he's very technical. Um, yeah. I think I think he he's he's clever on the ball. Um, he runs a ton, yeah. which is which is a huge thing for for an outside back. Mm-hmm. And you know, even in situations where he's not getting the ball, I think he's he's terrific at creating space for other players. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean, again, it was just tough. Game all the way around. I mean, Aronson played out. Uh, that wasn't one of his better games. Uh, Aronson's really struggled. You know, I think I, I, you know, I said this in the player ratings on Philly soccer pages. The thing that you're getting from Aronson almost every week is a handful of really great touches yeah. where, where he, he can work himself out of tight spaces. But outside of that goal against Atlanta, which seemed like a year ago at this yeah. point, there's there's been so little 
finishing or, or end product in, in, in terms of either assists or goals or, or even key passes in the buildup that they just they need more from that, particularly if they're not going to get anything from Marco Fabian. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, I think it is just the fact that he had such a, a, a stuttering start to his season. I think there's chemistry and communication issues, which is so important in midfield. I mean, it's just so important when you're working with you know, three, four other guys. And you saw it like he would do something, he would expect other guys to make a certain move and they're not doing it, and vice versa maybe in some instances, like you know, trying to make making a pass. And that's kind of his game, and that's, that's what I think we talked about when they when they brought him in. I mean, that, that's what's the big difference between him and, and a guy like Dutch Cal, where Dutch Cal was a guy put his foot on the ball, spray the ball around, kind of be that field general, where Fabian's a guy... Hit it, move. Hit it, move. Hit it, move. Hit it to a guy. Move to a space. It to, you know, get the ball back. Move to a space. He's more that kind of player, and and you know that kind of takes knowing where the other guys are and them knowing where you're going, and that's just not there. Yeah, you know, and I think you know missing Jamiro Montero kind of I think affects Fabian a little bit too because mm-hmm. Montero gives you so much. Ball winning, yeah, he gives you ball winning and running, so, and he he just he papers over so many things for you. Yeah, I, and I I was really um, disappointed to see how much Fabian passed backwards yeah. on Saturday. It was more obvious than in any other of his performances this season. Whereas he was not turning people, he was not facing goal mm-hmm. very frequently, and and routinely it was just a one two with Harris with yeah. uh, Austin Trusty um, with Jack Elliott, where it was like we're not progressing the ball up the right. field here, which is what we need the number 10 to do. Yeah, and you know, to that end, I mean, how many touches did Shabelko have? How many, how many, how many touches yeah, did Santos? Yeah, not much yeah. service. Yeah, and, and you know, Santos only completed three passes in 45 minutes of play. Yeah, and that's, a, you know, that's, that's another area of concern. I don't know where he's at. And again, he, he's only had a stuttering start to his yeah. season, and you weren't sure. I, I'm concerned know. with Santos in the way that um, they've not, the union have not been able to use him in what I think is his greatest capacity, which is on the counterattack very mm-hmm. frequently. Um, you know, it, it's worked out that the, the union have had the ball a lot, um, less so on Saturday, but oh, Santos yeah. still couldn't get himself involved. You know, you, you look at a guy that, you know, is supposedly the fastest guy on the team. Um, he's not able to get in behind very often. He's not able to, to combine on the top of the box very often. So, you know, I, I think he's he's still got, what, four goals on the season? He Three does. Goals? I think there was, he had two in the one game. Yeah, two Is against that? New England in that, that sixth route, and he scored the, the one, maybe three. Um, so, I mean, it. I, you know, we're still a third of the season or so to go, so I don't, I don't want to say Fabian is a bust. I don't want to no, say I, Santos I, is I, a bust. No. And, and you've seen players take time. But there, I mean, there are reasons you could point to why this is happening. I mean, you yeah. know, you, 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 red cards, injuries, you know, no, no red card for Santos, but for both of them, injuries where they missed swaths of the season and and things like that. So you can point to things. That's why I think more so with Fabian, the issue is chemistry and not skill or not anything like that. Santos, you know, I think that's the issue, but also some of his opportunities where they kind of needed him to finish, he's not finishing. And yeah. you know, he talked about it all the time. He's a striker. You got to you got to put the ball in the net. Yeah, you know, no matter who you are. 
So it's going to be interesting with with Vooten now available. Um, you have to think that you from the sample size that you saw last week, he he looks fit. He looks uh, he looks like he's got a shot on him. Yeah, he looks ready. Um, I mean, he looks eager. I'm curious if he'll be, you know, starting on on Saturday. You know, I think Casper is the the striker that we can all pencil in right now. Fafapako yeah. um, has not really gotten off the mark scoring goals. Um, so he's, he's Sanchez, played better though recently. I think has yes, yeah. Um, and I think he gives you a little bit more defensive work from the forward position yeah. than than maybe Sergio Santos does. Um, I think the sample size on Vooten is obviously very small yeah. right now. Um, but you know he does have the pedigree coming in, so he does. you know you know what he can. You have yeah. an idea what he can do. Yeah, and I, you know I think Saturday seems like a match where you'd want to see maybe Vooten for fifty five sixty minutes mm-hmm. because I think the Union will have more of the ball. Um, so that it, again doesn't really bode well for Santos, who's a guy that that is better at getting behind. Yeah. Um, but you know, a team that maybe gets him some service inside the box and and gets him some shooting space, where you have two guys with him and Casper that that have good shots from that that eighteen yard range. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to think, you know, Chicago's not that good, and they just the Union just want to get that the, this taste out of their mouth. Yeah. So you feel like, yeah, they're going to come out, they're going to be aggressive. They're home. Uh, they've been pretty aggressive at home through, yeah. through the year. Yeah, you you think they're going to come out at a at a gate really strong? I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah, you know, I, I think they'll definitely want to get the taste out of their mouth from from last week. Um, it's going to be a difficult match because it's going to be a hundred degrees. Yeah, that's uh, the so other it's, it's, it's once we're going to do breaks. I mean, I, I, I think they'll have to. Yeah, I think I think there's the uh, threshold. I think it's a humidity threshold more than a temperature threshold, but. Either or, I think it's yeah, going to be gross. It's not going to be fun uh, for the players. No. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's yeah, and you got to think maybe that that plays into you know the Chicago team is going to get tired quickly because you know the travel and everything that you can go out there and you kind of jump on them. Yeah, and, and Chicago hasn't won on the road all season. They, yeah. have, they have no wins on the road. Uh, I think they have three draws. Um, right. So it, you're looking at this as a game that Philadelphia should rebound from from last week and, and should pick up three points. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I want, can we jump back to, to some of the defensive mistakes? Against yeah, Salt we can. Lake? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we can. What is up with Austin Trusty? Because I was so impressed with Austin Trusty last season. He... So few mistakes. I think he was he was very clinical uh, on the ball. I think his passing was was better than you would expect from a rookie center back. This season, it just seems like a massive step back. He seems like he's not tracking runs the way that he is. Mm-hmm. He's not as dominant in the air as he was. He's he's not gotten mm-hmm. out the the, uh, the the passing in the same range. You what well, you see a lot more. It's like he ends up facing goal. I think feels like way too much. Yeah, he ends up maybe just. Not, I guess it's reading the play. I mean, stepping when he shouldn't step, and getting caught a little higher up the field than he did last year, and he ends up running running back back to the goal a lot. It, it, I feel like you see you saw that more this year than he saw last year, and. I don't know what you point that to because he's, you know, he he's got all he, he's got every tool in the box. From all accounts, he's a coachable guy, and you know, again, we always talk about Jim being you know the old center back. You know, kind of relates to those guys pretty well and can, kind of works with them well. It's, 
I mean, sophomore slumps happen. We saw it with Keegan. I mean, there's I think a little more going on with that, but yeah. you, know, you saw definitely saw it with Keegan. And I don't think this is quite as egregious as what Keegan went through, at least not yet. I, you know, it, it could be a confidence thing. It could be a lot. It could be a lot of things came easy to him last year, and maybe they're not coming quite as easy to him this year. It's 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 particularly interesting to me because I think he's surrounded by better players this year mm-hmm. in terms of having Kai Wagner, yeah. who I think is is a little stronger at the yeah. left back position, and and Jack Elliott, who's having you know an Just absolutely terrific season. Here. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know. It's 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 a really curious thing for me. Yeah. And, and yeah. And you have guy like Montero up front helping the screen at screen. And he, He's on his side a lot, you yeah, know, he help, helping the screen things. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and is it the system? I don't think so. I don't think that would affect him that much, switching from the to the diamond from four two three one. It seems like he's really struggled with teams that go very direct at him, too. Yes. Where, you know, you, you saw it on the RSL first goal, which is just a 60-yard ball over the top. Yeah. Um, and I think we've seen it a couple of times in, in, in some of the other games where, where guys are just dribbling straight at him, um, and he's he's not been able to to get a foot in or or, or have the recovery to to make a defensive play. And it's it's I don't know it's been, it's been really frustrating. Yeah, it, no, you're right. And I and what do you point to? I, I what what was different from last year to this year? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't you know. Something in training? Is he carrying a knock that nobody really knows about? Yeah. That doesn't seem likely. Fitness thing? No. I mean, he's he's young. He's a young guy. He's a horse. And every and this is this is one of the fitter teams in the league. Yeah. Um, so that should I mean, be I'm an curi- issue. I'm curious what the leash is like, though. I, I think it's it's becoming apparent that the, there's there's something yeah. that's, that's happening. Um, and, and and you got Mark back, and Mark's healthy. Mark Mark McKenzie, Mark's yeah. back. Mark's healthy. I think they favor Mark as a, a right sided center yeah. back. Um, you have Aurelian Collin, who's been okay in yeah. the, the performances I mean, we've seen, and he's a, he's a veteran guy. Yeah, he's you know he's a short term answer for sure. Yeah. So I I don't know. Um, and then I just I have to. What the hell was Ray Gaddis doing on that third goal? I have no idea. Ray doesn't know. Nobody knows. I just—I mean, that's that. that that's can't the, happen. That's the thing with Ray. I, I think when things are going good, Ray's fine. When things aren't going great, like his issues are magnified. Yeah. And you know, things were kind of breaking down across the back line, and. You know, he's not a kid anymore. He's he's a vet now, and you kind of he's a guy you would kind of count on to be the veteran guy to say, okay, let's kind of tighten up, let's do this, let's do that. And it doesn't seem to go that way with him. It seems like when things are going bad, it goes just as bad for him. And it's unfair to. I mean, again, that game was terrible. And yeah, no, that was no, absolutely certainly not all on Ray Gaddis. One, one to eleven, everybody's got. Blood on their hands from no, that game. And, and my player ratings, the highest rating I gave was a four, I think. And does and that might have been too high. I mean, I yeah. was deserved, you know. So I'm not picking on Ray for, but I'm just saying, you, you see that happen with him. That like when these situations go bad, like I think some of his issues will get magnified. Yeah, and, and which is unfortunate. Yeah, <laughs> which is unfortunate from a guy you want. You know, to be a veteran and kind of be the, one of the guys that says, "Okay, let's tighten up. Let's hold this shit. Let's hold this stuff together." You know? Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, but just go back. You know, this is a completely different team without Montero and Wagner on it. Yeah, 
is they're so good at what they do. They're so good at their positions. Montero's, you know, such a unique player to this team where he can just do it all. Yeah. And you could stick him in at the 10 for a little while and he can make that work. You could stick him at the six, at the eight. And yeah, if you want, if you ball. want to see the definition of box to box, yeah, that's yeah. your guy. And he'll win balls, and he'll move the ball forward, and he'll set guys up, and he'll, you know, he'll make the pass that makes the pass, you know, mm-hmm. and he'll do things like that. I mean, it was a little, a little bit like when Vincent was here. He, he has that part of his game, but he's probably better defensively, and he's physically stronger, a little more aggressive, and, and you know, just his ability to win the ball is really second to none on this oh, team. That's- and, and you, you know, without him, it's really, really tough. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, it'll be interesting. I, he didn't train today, from what yeah. I read, um, but he's close. Yeah, how many games did Clarkston get? Did he only get the one? I, I, I've been looking. I, I know I it's even, I it, it's cloak and dagger with the disciplinary yeah. committee. So I don't know. But, that was a terrible. Tackle. That was an awful tackle, and Sasha Clarkston knows better. He's a veteran guy. He's been. Yeah. He's been playing. You know, I think he at knew this it too. Level. He did absolutely know, but he that was a terrible, terrible tackle from a player like Sasha Kleischer. It was. I mean, from a rookie guy, from a you know thick legged center back, something you, it's still bad, but you expect it. But a guy like him, come, come on. on, yeah, seriously, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, and and he should get multiple games for yeah. it. I mean, Kyle Wagner got. Deservedly, I, I think deserved yeah, two games. But yeah, and he, I thought he deserved it because that was a very was a rash, terrible. Tackle. It was a really bad tackle, but. Yeah, but Disco has been a mess this year. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it's oh, they're terrible. It's frustrating. It's, it's, it's very frustrating. The the, the 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 timing of when these things are announced. Yeah, the, I mean, some some of the the penalties seem egregious. Some of them seem too little. Yeah, I, I, I mean it's frustrating. I mean it's frustrating for the fans. I mean for the players, it must be just absolutely maddening. Yeah, I mean that in combination with how inconsistent pro referees has been. It's, yeah, it's, I thought, it's a frustrating situation all around. I mean, we're going on close to a decade of pro referees like yeah. not being up to snuff. They're not up to snuff, and now I think for some of them, I think you saw it Saturday. VAR's getting into their head a little bit. Yeah, and I mean, I think they actually got most of the VAR decisions correct. That was certainly a red card on Salt Lake. Yes, um, the player's name is escaping me, yeah. um, but that that's a. Studs up tackle from yeah. behind. That's got to be a red card, yeah. and that changes the complexion of the game. Right, if that's right. a red card, it was, yeah. I mean, was it at one nil or is it still nil nil? Uh, I forget, but yeah. Either I way, mean, I mean, Salt Lake shouldn't ha- finish the game eleven guys. Yeah, and then that player ended up with a goal and assist, right? Too, so it's, yeah, it's it's so that I mean that that's frustrating a lot, and, and you know I think they just have to really sort it out, and I think it's in a lot of. The, and, and I'm frustrated with the, with the way they do the offsides now, where the linesmen wait till the last moment, yes. and you know, I don't know if if that's good for anybody. No, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so it's a, you know you're, you're you're inviting more fifty fifty tackles when right. they're not necessary. You're causing strange delays to the game. Right. I, I, yeah. I so I I mean I have a lot of frustration with. Uh, with how it's being implemented, and yes. I think I think they really need to sit down the league and, sit and really yeah. have a long think about it in the off season no, and how I, to implement it. And so many egregious missed calls. Yeah. Like, did you did you see the call from the the New York Derby? No. With uh, yeah, Red Bulls awarded a corner kick, take it as the throw in, score a goal, All right? And no one makes makes <laughs> goes back and corrects it, 
and it ends up, I think it was the game winner, too. Right, that's it's rough. I mean, that's, that's I mean, very... I don't think a lot of people have too much love for NYCFC, but, I mean, you don't want to see goals no, like that either. No, you don't either. want to see it, but it's, like, that's, that's nonsense stuff. It makes the league yeah. look, look stupid. Yeah. I mean, that's nonsense correctable stuff. That's what VAR is supposed to be there. And so... The podcast that's all soccer all the time. It's what's new on the soccer scene. Every week on the Philly Soccer Show, hosted by KYW's Greg Orlandini. What was the experience like for your first home game? It's always interesting to hear from players that come over from Europe. They, they don't have it like here in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get a little more real for us tomorrow as well. Was that the coldest soccer game you've ever played in? Wow, it's crazy. <laughs> Join the thousands who hear the Philly Soccer Show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, Saturday. Let's talk about the game real quick. Uh, coming up against Chicago, who are not great. Um, return of CJ Sapong would be interesting. Yeah. Um, probably will start for Chicago. I would think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it sh- it should be it should be a game that the Union win. Um, they Chicago's not won on the road all season. Yeah. Um, they're down in the Eastern Conference, so they they've had a couple of decent results of late, but very inconsistent. Yeah. Um, I'd very much would start Wooten. Uh, I don't know who I'd start with him. I, th- I think Fafa is, is above Santos for me right now because I think Fafa. Yeah, I'd stick qu- with Casper. Can you? Yeah, Wooten and Casper just going the twin towers up yeah, top. Big guys. Yeah, both guys can shoot. Both guys and, good and, with and, their feet too. Yeah, both guys and, and Casper can play off. I mean, he, he does. I know, think, he. He actually is surprisingly good at, at dropping into he, the midfield. And, he reminds, and, you know, he reminds me a little bit Kenny Cooper. Kenny Cooper was a sure. big guy that could get it done with his feet mm-hmm. and that could kind of drop back and get the ball and was able to, you know, was for a guy that size was always very comfortable getting the ball at his feet. So he, you know, his game reminds me of that. I think he might be a smidge quicker, a smidge more athletic than Cooper yeah. was, but yeah, he, he, you know, he's a similar player. Um, my question is, do you start Marco Fabian? I mean, is the, you know, I think you look at it two ways. I think he was so poor against RSL. Do you want to roll out a player that had a very poor performance? Or you look at it, the union should have a good deal of the ball. Yeah. You have an opportunity to, to get him some reps, um, get him on the ball, get him further upfield than he was against Salt Lake. Um, you know, I think he's 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 not ninety minutes fit, so he's he's no. probably either sixty or thirty. Yeah, which way do you want to go with it? I star him. Yeah, I, I, I star him because you, you got to. You don't have too much else to, to you, go you there. Don't I mean? I think you'll probably. You got to think if Montero's healthy, you you, you put Aronson back on the bench. Yeah, and, and he, is Montero going to be? 30 minutes healthy or 60 minutes healthy. Right, that's that's the other question. I mean, he might have to go with Aronson on like, the left again. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that's a great question. If, if he's healthy, I think Aronson goes on the bench. Montero back in. I think you got, I think the issues that he, Fabian has, are solved by playing, like the communication issues and the chemistry issues. One, he, and he's going to solve that by getting time with these guys. Yeah. I could, the the other thing that you could do too is Warren Craval is healthy. Um, yeah. We've not seen a lot of Warren. We know what Warren brings to the table. Yeah. Um, if if you're not going to be able to start Jamiro Montero, maybe you can start Warren Craval. And I, I I don't think that they'll push Harris further up the field, but I I think uh, Warren could slot in on that left side yeah. and, and be more of a ball winning player. Uh, maybe yeah, maybe I mean, give Ali Bedoya a little bit more freedom to to venture no, forward. That's a good. I, I that's, it's not a terrible idea because he's you know he's as good a ball pursuer as they have on the team. Yeah. I mean he's 
got definitely got that quality. I know, I'd love to see the uh, like the ball winning drill between Jamiro and Warren. Oh yeah, they're probably just, <laughs> just, just bulldogs. Crazy, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that's not a bad shout because then you can give Aronson a break, and you know he could be the guy that comes in later. Yeah. When he, he could possess the ball. We also have ball. Anthony Fontana, who I, yeah. who have, I mean, I didn't think that he showed that well, and I think he got like forty minutes or thirty five minutes um, against Salt Lake. Um, but I, he, he's not looked out of place. No, and, and Fontana's a guy I think you got to start figuring out what you have with him because I think he's yeah. he's going to be a guy that, you know, with Harris, I mean, you know, brought up before with Harris, he's cl- closing on 34, I think, at this point. Yeah. Allie's going to be 32, 33, I think, going into next season, or, you know, in next season. So Fontana being a player that plays deeper in one of those spots – you, I think you got to start kind of working him in and getting a measure of like who he is and what he can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, and it's another situation. Is it a sixty-minute thing or a thirty-minute right. thing? Um, you know, he didn't do well in the thirty minutes that he he got last week. But you know, given the chance to to get on the ball a little bit more, and, and I do think that the union will see a lot more of the ball against Chicago mm-hmm. than they did against Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, maybe he has more of an opportunity to show what he can do out there. Hopefully, uh, prediction. Union 2-0. Should win. Uh, 3-1 Union. Yeah. I think... Uh, CJ going to score? He might. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't shock me. I mean, he knows, <laughs> he knows how to go at those center backs. He does. So he, he might, you know, and, you know, like you said, Austin's not playing great, and CJ's a really direct player, and, you know, he'll have, be, his, hands, be an interesting match, have huh? his hands full. Um, so we got to talk about, you know, the biggest story in soccer, the ladies. Yep. Oh yes, uh, I don't uh, know where you thought I was going, but yeah. Now, Redding, <laughs> I thought you were going to go to the alumni game. Reading. Oh well, we got to talk about that now. I was going to talk about Reading United. No. Uh, uh, the ladies win it at all. I was, yeah, I know we haven't we haven't been here in a couple of weeks. Um, they were the best team in the tournament. Um, you know, I think you know, reading some of the stories, some people were turned off by some of the arrogance. Whatever. And it's they not bragging were the when you back it up. Best team in the tournament. It's not bragging when you can back it up. And I was thinking. You know, today, kind of just thinking about doing the show and talking about this, that we, everybody, you know, everybody got so hung up on kind of these granular issues with this team and, and rotation and this and that. I think the Spain game was a little scary because Spain really came and just wanted mm-hmm. to kick them off the field and yeah. almost, it almost worked. Yeah. It almost worked, but it didn't. That just, you look at, just from a broader perspective, they were wire to wire. So good, yeah. And and the teams that were going to give them, everybody thought, oh, France is going to do this, England's going to do that. They were speed bumps, yeah. Ultimately, and the Netherlands, I thought, were brave, and I thought, yeah. you know, they hung in there even after the penalty. I thought they hung in pretty well. I mean, the second goal was backbreaking, obviously, yeah. but but even after the penalty, I thought they hung in, and you know. So they deserve to be there, and, yeah. and, and weren't just there to make up the numbers, and played very well. But I mean, the U.S. was just you know they were the best team. They were the best team, and and they won. And you know, and they were the best team without getting great performances from some of their best players. Yeah. I didn't think Tobin Heath had a particularly strong tournament, and on her on her day is one mm-hmm. of the best yeah. uh, wingers in the world. Um, Megan Rapino banged in goals. Um, but I didn't think she was terrific in open play. Yeah, I thought she um, was it the Spain I mean, game. Scoring goals France? is hard in this game, though. Yeah, so I think it was the Spain game. I mean, she just was was giving the ball away a yeah. lot, and and you know, but yeah, yeah, it was like 
they were they were just the best, and they were always going to be the best. Yeah, I I I didn't see after the group stage. I didn't see who was going to beat them. Um, and I, and yeah. I thought that the the teams that they ended up playing in the knockout round, all of those games were competitive. I thought the game against France was a very good game. It was mm-hmm. probably the most technical game um, that I watched in the tournament. Um, I thought that England was was a strong team. Um, I thought they were, and I, and I think it's good for the game that you have a good England. Yeah, I think it's good for the sure. women's game that you have a good English national team. I agree. And. Um, I think the Dutch were revelatory. Yeah. You know, they're European champions. They're now World Cup finalists, yeah. uh, and they've only had oh, they a women, really... women's team for about a decade. Yeah, and I thought they looked really good. And yeah. like I said, I thought they made a great accounting of themselves in the final. And, and if they had a little more cutting edge, might have been a little different game, but yeah. they didn't. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, their goalkeeper was terrific. Yeah, yeah, like, easily could have been four or five. And you know, you, you're seeing, and it's really unfortunate, but you see the stark disparity. With all the European teams succeeding as much as they did, and the South American teams, yeah, not, and okay. and the things that came out about the Argentinian team, mm-hmm. how they're treated mm-hmm. by their federation, and it's a, criminal. It's I a, mean, it's just a, criminal. Absolute damn shame. Um, and we're, I think the really unfortunate thing with that team too is like I, I got to watch Argentina twice in the tournament. They're a fun team. Yeah, they have some players. They had two, three, it's two or three women that, that just were you know. Could right. be professional soccer it's, players in NWSL. Yeah, and it's great that the, you know the players kind of found it with themselves to r- rise above yeah. the stuff they got to go through, and that's great. But they shouldn't have to, right? I mean, especially you know, Brazil is great. I, I think a lot of it's the, Marta's force of will, and she's been you know the best mm-hmm. player or one of the best players, women's player, forever now. Mm-hmm. And you saw that just the, her great speech at the end is like that, that uh, call yeah, to arms. Beautiful. And and it, you, you you kind of hope that's inspiring, and like the Brazilian FA will step up and start. They do an okay job, but start doing a better job. But you have Brazil and Argentina, two of the great footballing nations. You know, treating their women's team as an afterthought. Yeah, where the women's team's growing, you had viewership numbers. You know, that yeah. were broke records. You had you know really good attendance numbers. You had real a really good compelling tournament how could you not want to be part of that yeah if you're, if you're with these fa's infuriating it, 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 you know and no it really is and it's unfortunate and hopefully this opened a lot of people's eyes to the what the, how good the women's game can be yeah and i and i hope you know coming back to the the american perspective as i i hope that it it's a bump for nwsl yeah um, i mean you know they got they got on uh espn for the rest of the yeah. year and that's great i mean it's uh you know, you can watch, you can watch it on a stream, which you can't do with our home team. <laughs> by the a way, poke, a little poke. Just, just bringing that up. <laughs> That's really a bone of contention of mine. But then we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Um, but yeah, you know, they they get and you know, it's 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 a viable league, and I think it's it's a good league for the three North American federations. And, yeah. and I think it's you know, it's a good opportunity, and now they're getting exposure, and again. Really good viewing numbers, yeah, and, 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 and so it's good. It's good all the way around. Yes, I agree. So, you, can we can we talk about some of those uh, alumni games? <laughs> we have to talk about this. So, so the union you, are having alumni game, and they put out the list subject to change. Yeah, so, so some some some, guys, some, some names that you expected to see. You're excited yeah. to see Brian Carroll back. It's great to see the Far fans back. The Far I mean, fan those brothers, guys, yeah, uh, uh, Shane and Williams. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Tranquillo. It's going to be, you know, it sounds like he's coming for Reed, Clabberson, who's, Fred. you know, Fred and Clabberson who are with the team. And, uh, but let, let's get to some <laughs> of the other names on the list, shall we? Sure. Tony Stahl. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia Union legend. Tony Stahl, who. I, I love that he's coming. Played, what, quarter of a game? Yes. Uh, was right card promptly in the <laughs> Union's first game, in never Seattle. to be seen again. Yeah. An amazing, amazing things. I, it's, I'm excited. I think that that's great for, for Tony Stahl, JT Noon, JT Noon, yep. uh, uh, who leads Stahl got on the field. I don't think Noon ever got a start for Dean. Nope. Yeah, um, he's a local guy though, so I guess he's around. So yeah. that's fine. Um, I'm excited for Reed Ryan Dragon. Uh, Reed's a character. He uh, is a character. Another fan favorite. Uh, uh, yeah. Probably, you know. I wonder if part he, of one of the most successful Union squads of all time. Yeah, I wonder if. Uh, his off-color chant's going to be heard. Yeah. We won't say it, but yeah, if you if you remember that far back, on the radio. If you remember that far back. You know what it was. Um, Carlos Ruiz. Sure. Again, <laughs> who doesn't love Carlos Ruiz? Just hanging out. Yeah, hey, Carlos, play. Yeah, sure. I you know I, he was playing for uh, Honduras up yeah. until like two years ago too. And scoring goals. Yeah, I mean, that guy, uh, you know he's one of those guys that I can just you know I can picture like. Maybe putting on a couple of pounds after he retired, yeah. but still just like being able to crank him into the top corner oh, for from 40 sure. yards. He's totally that guy. Like, you roll out of bed, throw on the cleats, throw on the shorts, go out there, score two goals. Yep. Just because. Just because you can. Yeah. Totally that guy. Um, some of the other interesting names on the list Akari um, Samari. Uh, I'm surprised by yeah, that because he, guy kinda, that I never he thought was kind of scorched earth with not only the union yeah, but I think with, with MLS. Yeah, like he was not happy about his treatment in the league and let a lot of people know about yes, it. He did. But hey, I don't know. That, you know let bygones speak bygones, I guess. Yeah, um, you know, from there, there's there, some other guys that I'm really excited for. You know, Danny Califf. Califf, uh, you really, know, really, really love awesome. Califf. I mean, another guy that got. Swept up in the Novak stuff, unfortunately. And, yeah, you know, Ali just, Moreno. Uh, Ali's, who's, I think, one of the best play-by-play guys yeah, now. And I, I think Ali, and I said it, we interviewed him a couple times in the early days. I said, I think he could be a coach. He sees the yeah, game like a coach. He does. He does. And he, he's always a fun guy. Oh, yeah. Ali, Ali's a great guy. As a player, guy. as a commentator, yeah. whatever. A guy you enjoy. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple a couple of guys you probably expected, Ryan Richter, Sebastian yeah. Latou. Of course. Uh, I mean, they're both, you know, parts of the team. And, yeah. And, and Seb's the, you know, very much, you know, one of the faces of the team. What kind of reception does Carlos Valdez get if he comes? Because it's not a guy Is he that, on the list? He's on the list. His name's right here. He Looking is. Um, he's one of my all-time favorite union players, honestly. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I love Carlos. The, 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 the last couple of seasons were... It was a little... There's some uh, friction. Yeah, where he got his head. I think he was playing with the Columbia National Team. He's got his head turned a little bit. Wanted yeah. to, you know. And I don't think it, things went great for him when he left. No. I think the one loan he did well. I think he won. Um, uh, he won a league, and I don't think it was really great stuff for him after yeah. that. Um, I don't know. It's good. It's a good question. But yeah. I mean, Valdez is one of my. And talk about. A guy that was part of probably most successful today yeah. union team, and mm-hmm. he he certainly was a huge part of that. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for Zach Pfeffer. Uh, you know, a guy that, yeah. that 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 didn't really work out for him. That that yeah. went a different way. Kind of went out on his own terms, though. It yeah. seems like, and is, is really yeah. finding success outside of soccer. And yeah, for sure, it's I it, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. Um, it's you know, tough we're, to we're, like, and we've talked about this just. 
a team that's 10 years old, it hasn't had a ton of success. Yeah. So it's tough to, you know, talk about things like this, like alumni. And, yeah. You know, it's like who, uh, okay, <laughs> you're going to put out there. Yeah. And here you go. Here's the list. I guess yeah. that's, that answers that question. No, it's, it's fun. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be fun. I hope so. And I, I and, and the union's been better at this kind of stuff, this yes. kind of off the field, yes. kind of reaching out and being having a public face. Yeah. They've they've really done a great job. They did a thing today. Yeah, I was you, just going to bring that up. You could hear the story on KYW News Radio. Our city hall reporter, great Pat Loeb, uh, did a, a story about partnering with the city of Philadelphia yeah. to build a, just a slew of new uh, fields. Terrific initiative. That's fantastic, and and that that it's good for the union because it's good. For, you know, it's good to get their name out there you have mayor kenny who loves the sport apparently yeah. and, and you know <laughs> absolutely lo- you know love, love loves the game and see or sees the value in the game mm-hmm. and sees the value that it's it's a game that translates across you know language and ethnicity and yeah. all of that and sees sees that value so it makes sense that you know they're part of that and it's great for the community because i think you know, and this is a microcosm, but for the game to really step up, you have to get into the cities. You have to yeah. kind of be where, because I've always said this, the rest of the world, soccer is the people's sport. It's like basketball is here. Basketball is like the people's yeah. sport. Soccer, you know, you need a ball, you need a net. You know, basketball, you need you know, a ball and a rim. You know, you only need a full court, you need a half court. And you can play, you need three, you know, six guys and you're, and you're good to go. Same thing with soccer. You need, you know, four, five, six guys. You bang around the street, you know, yeah. and, and you just build it from there. And and it, it's very much, and it's just got into this rut where soccer is the middle-class suburban sport. It's weird. And it's never busted out of that. And it's, and the game's for everybody. I don't, I don't want people to think, well, it's, you're saying these kids can't play, but these kids, no, the game's for everybody. And if your best players are coming from wherever, that's great. But, when you don't have a footprint in one whole swath of your society, that's the game's not going to grow. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we're both hockey guys. That's something the NHL has struggled with. They've yeah. trying to get, you know, into kind of urban centers and have, you know, that kind of growth, you know, in the United States. And that's, they've struggled with that for a long time and, and see soccer. Finally, I think MLS and U.S. soccer, hopefully finally start to wake up to that yeah. you know, with things like this, these kind of initiatives. No, and I think it's a positive step from the union to, to be involved in something in the city. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think it's terrific what they're doing with Chester mm-hmm. and, and building the soccer team back up into Chester High School. Yeah, that's um, and that's fabulous. an obvious connection, too, because they play in Chester. But, I mean, they are the Philadelphia Union, mm-hmm. so I, I think this is this is a really natural connection, too, and, it, and it's it's a little bit overdue. And it's and, and it's something, yeah, exactly, it's overdue and it's easy. And it's, it's uh, okay, I don't want to make it sound easy, but... Right. It's an easy thing to get involved in. It's an easy thing yeah, to, and to I, be and a part of, and, and it's I, a logical thing. And I think they're talking to the right people too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, th- I think that they're they're, you know, I've been involved in the, the the sport in the city for for almost two decades, and there are so many great people involved with soccer in Philadelphia, um, in all pockets of the city. You know, the Hispanic community, the African community. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we're seeing it with the Unity Cup. I mean, yeah, just all exactly. these neighborhoods, and especially, especially you know, in the West Philadelphia area, yeah. Southwest, where it's yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, you know, if I have a personal shout in this too, I'd I'd, I'd love to see uh, a field built up in uh, in Kensington where uh, Jim Hardy's doing terrific things right. with the, the Kensington soccer 
um, you know, I think that there's some really natural connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's a positive note. I think we should, I think on we that. should leave on a positive yeah, note. Yeah, we did, we did the predictions. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, people, and you heard about this at the beginning of the show, I'm going to drive it this point home to you. This Saturday, July 20th. You can come tell us what we do you wrong. You can come tell us <laughs> and shout face. in our faces. <laughs> you come to Tattooed Mom at 1.30 uh, this Saturday, July 20th, live broadcast or live recording of the Philly <laughs> Soccer Show. It's going to be me and Mike, uh, Matt DeGeorge, our good friend from Delco Times, and the guy that's kind of shaping up to be the star of this is going to be uh, Adam Can, yeah. who I christened the Philadelphia Insider, because mm. he told me what his official name is, and I was like, I can't like put that on a, <laughs> on a sign. I'm going to call you, I've christened you, you are the Philadelphia Union Insider. So he's, you know, we all know who Adam is, he's on TV now, he's streaming, he does, does a ton of videos, breaks the game down. Better than any human being alive. He's the game in the Matrix. Uh, absolutely. And he's going to be there, and it's gonna, there's going to be giveaways, you know, audience participation, all that fun stuff you expect from a live event. Uh, we're, I'm really excited about it, and it's just something I've wanted to do for a while. Yeah. And we're getting this opportunity through the Philly, uh, uh, Philadelphia Podcast Festival, and it's great. You know, I want to thank them for kind of giving us, and some of our other uh, great podcasts here are, are also involved in, in, you know, Gone Cold from... Christian Johansson, the Beer and Brews Bros from John McDevitt yeah. and, uh, and and Paul Kurtz and and uh, Flashpoint from Cherry Gregg. So we're all involved in that. You know, we're kicking it off for uh, KOW. We're the first KOW uh, podcast. Uh, starting to, strong. Starting strong, man. We're, you know, got to go with your strengths. So again, please, Tattoo Mom, 130 to 2.30 uh, this Saturday. You know, you're heading down to the game. It's a good, good, good way to get, you know, jacked up for it. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about... All kinds of stuff. And, and I do believe they have air conditioning. I hope so. <laughs> <That's good>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saturday's going to be the hottest one. Oh, my God. Yeah, stay cool with us. Yeah. So, um, hey, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, talk to you next week. And please come out and see us Saturday at Tattooed Moms, one thirty to 2.30.